Hello, and welcome to the Divine Feminine Leaders podcast. My name is Celeste Hartwell, and the whole intention behind this podcast is to really help women, you know, entrepreneurial women who are really putting themselves out there, step out in a bigger way to allow them to step out of anxiety, fear, overwhelm, all of that, and really step into confidence and clarity and knowing that let's be honest, like nothing's really a big deal in life. So I think sometimes we really make it more than it needs to be. And so I'm really excited today because I have M. Shannon Hernandez with me. And I'm so thrilled about this because she is not your average entrepreneur. After 15 years in public teaching, she jumped feet first into her journey as a business owner. Within just a few years, she had built a multi six figure business. A sought-after expert in the world of content marketing and strategy, Shannon is known globally as the creator of the Content Personality Wheel. She is a voice and role model for thought leaders around the world, teaching how to market their innovative ideas in a way that honors who they are and what they really believe. In 2016, Shannon founded the Confident Expert Program, where she champions and rallies entrepreneurs, teaching them how to market their businesses from a place of intuition, integrity, and joy, and create a life they love waking up every single day to. Shannon's been featured so many different places, CBS, ABC, the Boston Globe, Huffington Post, Fox, Identity Magazine, and NBC. She is, when she's not speaking and teaching globally, you'll find her practicing yoga, snuggling with her cat, traveling the world, whipping up new recipes in her kitchen, and hanging out with the love of her life. Welcome, Shannon. And just my personal... me. Yes, you're so welcome. And, and my personal plug, my personal connection to Shannon is that we actually spoke at the same event in New York City about almost two years ago, a year and a half ago or so. Yeah. And if you don't mind, I'm going to tell the story. Please. Shannon <laughs> is really confident in her work, and I was just starting out, and she was speaking in front of me about content personality and how you don't have to market the way everybody else markets. And she's sitting up there telling people, you don't have to write a book. And I was following her, and my whole thing was, you need to write a book. And so it was, it was wonderful for me. I actually was really appreciative of that because – it made me on the fly go, well, you're right. You don't have to write a book. Like that actually, that is a truth. You don't need to write a book, but if you want to, that was what I was offering at the time. And, and so I still am super appreciative of, of you uh, making me get outside of my comfort zone a little bit, honestly. Yeah. Well, and, and I want to tell from my perspective, I actually told this story to someone um, a, a couple months ago and I said, I just got up there and did my thing. Like I, my whole platform is joyful marketing. And if it ain't bringing you joy, we ain't doing that shit. Right. And I didn't know who was behind me. And I had just basically stood there for 20 minutes and told people they don't have to go write a book. And then this lady comes up and her whole thing's about a book. And I was like, I felt really bad, <laughs> <laughs> but not bad that I did, did it intentionally, but, um, that, that is my message. And I still stand by that. And, and just like, a an honest moment of truth, I've been going through like <clears throat> a big shift. And this weekend I sat down and I did some planning and, and up until Friday, I would have told you I'm writing my second book, but today it is not what is supposed to be mm -hmm. happening right now. Yeah. And I'm putting it over here because there's other things I need to be doing right now. 
Good for so, you. Yeah. It's good yeah. to get that clarity because then all of a sudden you're like, well, why is it taking me so long to do this project? It's because I think I should be doing it. Yep. Instead of, is it really where I feel my energy needs to go right now? So good for you. Thank you. Yeah. And so tell us a little, we've, we've kind of danced around the content marketing and the joyful marketing piece of your business, but tell us a little bit more about that. I really want to dig into that. Yeah. So, you know, the whole reason I came out and with the content personality quiz, which is a free tool people can take on my website, um, was because somebody actually called me um, and she had joined a year long coaching program and she was on the other end of the phone and she was sobbing hysterically because mm -hmm. she had gotten to about nine months in where they were literally going to be put into a room in California in a hotel. And 48 hours later, they were to come out with a manuscript and she was sobbing. Um, she thought she was sobbing because she didn't have a topic and that's why she called me. She wanted me to help her clarify a topic. But when I really asked some deeper questions, she didn't want to write that damn book. She did not want to write a book and she was being forced. Now she paid for it and she knew it. She has responsibility in that, but she didn't want to write a book. And you know what? I didn't help her pick a topic. I told her she should not write the book <laughs> and skip that part of the program and like keep it moving in a joyful way. And that was the conversation four years ago that, that preempted um, the content personality wheel. In fact, that evening, I could not sleep. That conversation had like just seeped into my bones and rocked me to my core of many of the things that are wrong with the online coaching world is people telling you what you should be doing to grow your business. And so I put my line in the sand <laughs> And I stayed up that night and I made that quiz. And within a couple of weeks, the entire course had been developed. Um, and it's an amazing tool that has just helped people around the world know what they're already naturally good at. There's five content personalities. And then like, let's build a joyful marketing plan from that space because nothing good comes of being forced out of alignment ever, ever. I love that. It is so true too. Like, I feel like in our culture, at least the way I grew up, so I'll speak from my experience, like you're taught you should do this and you should do that and you should do this. Nothing ever feels good when you're shitting all over yourself. Like it's not joyful. And when you really are able to step into like, but what are my strengths and what do I really love to do? Right? Like that's so powerful and really allows us to show up in a more authentic way for the people that we're here to serve and they're going to eat it up. Right. Because it's not, that's the thing. Like people can feel the energy behind what everything is done with, whether we're cognitive of it or not, whether we're conscious about it or not. And when it's just, I love it. Joyful marketing. Yes, yes, yes. So joyful do, marketing for all. Yes. <laughs> confetti. I, I know that should be the confetti before we jumped on. We should tell you that we were having a little bit of conversation. I was telling, sharing with Shannon about how this idea for the podcast has been with me for three and a half years. And I was so afraid of doing it. And then I hit the button and like put it on YouTube and put it on iTunes and put it on line and posted about it. And it was like, no confetti fell out of the sky. I had been so afraid of the big monster. Like people were going to come and burn my house down because I was creating this thing when nothing happened at all. <laughs> like, yeah. 
So talk on that a little bit because you were saying you're, you know, you had a response to that. Yeah. So this is what a lot of people online business owners think like they're going to put out their program. I, I think this too, like I'm not immune to it. I'm human. <laughs> I'm going to put out the most amazing new program. I'm going to talk about my program that everyone loves anyway and like share some case studies. I'm going to like do my retreat for Costa Rica. Oh, I got a new resource. And we think that something's going to happen. And most of the time, it doesn't really work like that. What happens is a few people engage, a few people might reach out, a few people might listen if it's podcast. But the power that comes behind that is, do you have a marketing strategy for that piece of content? And where does that piece of content lead? And is that going to make you money? <laughs> because I make no bones about it. My entire world exists to help women make a shit ton of money in their business. That is like what I'm about at the core, right? And um, we are such epic creators as visionaries, as entrepreneurs, as CEOs. And I will fall into this trap over and over and over again. This is why I continue to teach the stuff I even need to hear for myself. Like, don't screw up your marketing strategy. Go get a hobby. Don't launch something new. Go market what you have that's already good and make the marketing great, right? And this is one of the biggest things that a lot of people struggle with in entrepreneurship. And they also don't give things enough time and a solid marketing strategy to see what are the results? Do I even know what I'm looking for for results? If not, guess what? It's going to be a failure because you don't even know what you're measuring, right? So um, it's no different than like a weight loss journey, a fitness journey. Um, you have to know what the end goal is and you have to have a plan to get there and you've got to have a way to measure that. And that is what we briefly spoke about before we we came live we came, yeah yeah thank you so much for explaining that because yeah i think that was the thing right like i was like i i'll speak on myself but i feel like i am speaking for many female entrepreneurs like we've been carrying this baby with us energetically this little vision idea this like thing and and we know how amazing it is and how transformative it is, but nobody else don't, knows that unless we're talking about it, unless other people are talking about it, unless, you know, like we're really putting it out there. So it's putting it out there on a consistent basis. And I'm curious if you want to talk about like how to measure those types of things a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, um, so one of the things I'm really proud of is my six month program. Yes, it's a group program, but everyone has their own content personality. They all have the things that light them up with joy and we build a marketing strategy. Um, I teach my students to build a 90 day marketing strategy first from a place of joy and your content personality. Then what are your goals for the next 90 days? So while we're all working on this strategy that's going to work if it's implemented, um, there's a lot of flexibility in there. And I'm really proud of that because there's a lot of things that are sold as a one size fit all. And we know it doesn't, it does not work. It absolutely does not work. None of us are one size fit all people. <laughs> this is what makes the world go round. Right. So some of the things that we can work on um, and that we measure I always have my students, myself included. Do I have the paper here? 
I might could show it. Um, I always want us to work on three things each quarter, only three. That's it. Now, can you imagine how businesses would change if they would focus just on three things, first of all? Okay, number one is list building because we need to be building our communities and building our lists or it doesn't matter. None of it's gonna matter. You're not gonna have people to sell to. So my question would be, what's a joyful way for you to build your list? You must be a YouTube uh, a video show or a podcast show, right? Like that's bringing you joy. How are we gonna market that? What, how many people do you have on your list now? How many do you have in 30 days? Is it working? Do we need to switch? We gotta keep data on that. And this is not hard stuff to track, but it's important stuff to track, right? The second thing we all work on in the 90 days is a um, revenue generating project. Because it's very easy to get consumed with all the things that are fun and flashy and at the end of the quarter not have made very much money, right? Yeah. So what is your revenue generating project? Are you going to sell your coaching program? Are you going to invite people to your upcoming retreat? Once again, very personalized based on what the person's goals are that brings them joy. And the third thing is something I've added in in the last year, which goes with this whole idea of we are more than just our businesses, is the passion project. What passion project do you want to work on for Q3? It's that thing that lights you up and seems really fun and exciting and it might be your own artwork it might be crocheting it might be getting in better health or fitness um, my passion project for q4 this year is a pen pal project hmm. i found um, five other people in my community and we are getting ready to exchange names and addresses and um write people write each other letters for the next three months um and just get back to like connection on pen and paper which sounds so lovely to me <laughs> it does it sounds really nice yeah well if you want to join you can join us um so i'll ask you if you were focusing on list building revenue generating and a passion project every quarter one would it cut down all the noise in your head for sure yep absolutely and i think two, everybody would say that yeah two could you feel like you were um making progress because you were focused on like three key things. Yeah. Yeah. And three, if you knew what to measure, we could course correct because let's be real. Marketing is like anything else in life. Some things are going to work and some aren't, and we're just going to keep tweaking until we find things that work. Like I even have to do that with my own brand. Um, so that's a little bit on measurement and like how we approach that with, with my students. I love that. Thank you so much. That's so clear. And it feels, it makes it feel so light. Like I, I, you know, I, in my own space, it's always been like, well, you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this. Right. And then it's like, okay, now, and then I, since I did realize that not everybody wants to write a book and not only that, but that we, we're all so built so differently. And I was in some programs too, that were like, you need to do this and you need to do this and you need to do this. And I was like, I can't sell that way. I can't show up that way. I need to really be in alignment with where I am. I need to really feel connected to the people that I'm here to serve um, instead of just acting like this is a system, just do it because it works. Well, it worked for someone and it didn't necessarily work for me. 
And so this feels like lighter, right? Like you just have three things to worry about right now. Those, what have you done today that helps you get towards those things, right? Yeah. And it feels so much better. Thank you for that. You're welcome. (laughs) I love it. And I hope this, I know that this will serve so many people. Um, I, I, we're friends on Facebook as well. And I'm feeling led to talk about your food preferences. Awesome. (laughs) I love food. to mine at this point. And I'm like, it just, that's what's coming up for me. Good. I will happily talk about it. Um, So we keep a vegan household. Um, My spouse has been vegan for six or seven years. Um, My weakness is still cheese. And I decided last year with all the change going on in my personal life that I was going to eat cheese and I was going to be perfectly happy with it. And I was not going to beat myself up over it. And I thought, if this is the worst thing I'm doing in the world, (laughs) like, come on, Shannon, cut yourself some slack. Right. So, um, we do, I cook complete vegan. Um, it was a transition. We both went from traditional standard American diet. Um, we were both raised like meat and potatoes family. Um, 10 years ago, we switched to vegetarian. So we were eating eggs and cheese at that time, but no meat. And then a couple years after that, my spouse went complete vegan and I was vegan for a while. Um, but we have a block of cheese in our fridge and I eat a couple of slices every day if that's what my body wants and I'm fine with it. <laughs> I love it. I think that's the biggest thing is that when we're okay with it, mm-hmm. like make peace with whatever that is for you. It's, it, it goes down to this. This is, this is in my space a lot, which is that self-love portion and giving ourselves permission to be who we are. Um, I, I recently did a podcast interview with Stephanie Sinclair. And if, if anyone watched that, like she talked about really journaling into who is your future self. Oh, I've been doing this exercise the past month. It's really powerful. It is really powerful. And if you don't have a freaking clue, you realize it real fast. You need to get one because if we don't know, we're not growing. Right, right. <laughs> Right. And I just, I really had it come last night, which was like my future self who is doing all the things that I desire to be doing. She is super kind to herself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like super loving and super forgiving. And yeah, if you want a piece of cheese, have a freaking piece of cheese, right? Like it's not going to end. Exactly. But I'll tell you what could have ended was my relationship. I wasn't sure if you wanted to go there. So yeah, I had to have this conversation with my spouse and say, listen, I'm bringing cheese back into this house. And, and every time I pull it out and eat it, I don't want to hear any shit for it. This is my (laughs) choice. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. And, um, that was good. I just kind of like, you know, I pretty much just say things like, like they are. Um, and it was good. And there was a little grumbling, but we, we went on about our ways. Like, it's fine. And really, you know, I said to her, the last thing I'm going to do is like, if eating a slice of cheese is the worst like thing I can do in your eyes, I'm still going to be fucking really good with it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's like part of like owning yourself, right? Like, yeah, it, 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 what comes up for me is that we teach people how to treat us. 
Exactly. And if I'm going to feel guilty about it and I'm going to feel shameful for having the piece of cheese, then of course you are welcome to treat me that way as well. But no, you put the line in the sand and you're like, listen, I feel really good about this. This is what I'm doing. It's not a conversation. (laughs) And discernment is important and boundaries and all of that. All of that. So important. Right. The older we get. So that brings me back to, I've heard, clearly I've heard you speak because you spoke in front of me and you spoke a little bit about your business before you really went into this joyful marketing and how you were working nonstop in your business. And I wondered if you wanted to share a little bit about that and about moving into the version of you now who is like, I take a stand and I do not I take a stand for my clients. I take a stand for myself. Women are allowed to make a shit ton of money. And like, I just want to hear you speak on that a little bit. Yeah. So I was a teacher for 15 years and I didn't have any business background. Now what I've learned in the last year is all those years of teaching have prepared for this massive growth we're seeing in this company because I can get on and I can teach something that just like I did the three things, it's valuable, it's specific, and it gets people results. And that is a skill. And I am like embracing that as my superpower behind the scenes. Love it. Um, so um, I didn't have a formal business training. Uh, like many of us just kind of was like, well, I'm going to go into business and I'll figure this out as I move along. But what I had, I realized was strategy brain. And um, prior to uh, making a big pivot and doing this business, I was um, handcrafting stationery for for wedding planners and their clients. And this was like an accidental business that happened. Um, I had to have foot surgery one year as a teacher. And of course I did it in the summer and they broke my foot and reset it. And I was in a fourth floor walk up and I was there for a good four or six weeks, like the whole summer waiting for my foot to heal. And at that time, my friend Judy called and she said, hey, I'm having this party. Um, It's a bachelorette party for my girlfriend. I want to, can I buy 11 handmade invitations? She had seen some of my designs um, that I was just doing for myself, like making cards for friends and family. And I said, sure. So she came over and she told me what she wanted. And I sat down and I designed it. And what came of that was a very fast growing, not profitable business. (laughs) I'm going to be very clear here. It was not profitable, but I didn't understand anything about profit back then. How would I? I was a teacher. Um, But what I did understand is that um, I understood how to tell a story online. I was using Twitter and my blog at the time, and I understood how to get people involved, involved in the emotion behind the designs and like how she came to me and this is what she wanted and this is what I created and I snapped the picture and I wrote a blog and put it out on Twitter and I tied into the hashtag wedding Wednesday. I didn't know anything about Twitter or hashtags back then, but I figured out enough that before I knew it, people from all over the world were calling me to craft their invitations. Now that might seem like, whoa, that's amazing, but I was teaching full time. My commute was, my daily schedule was leave at 6.45, Brooklyn, get to Upper West Side, teach from 7.45 to 3.20, walk out the door with the kids, take the train all the way back to the last stop in Brooklyn. I was getting a master's degree in biology and teaching a grad school class. I would get home around 9 p.m. and guess when the invitations needed to be made. Wow. Yeah. 
And I would stand at my kitchen counter and I would tie ribbons and glue on flowers and like literally just fall asleep like a horse does. <laughs> and I thought, this is no life to live. Like what the hell is going on here? And so I was in demand. I was not priced for profit. I'm not sure how you would ever price something that detailed for profit because it really is a time dollar exchange. Um, but what I, what I did is I got an accountant. She did all the stuff at the end of the year. I made a whopping $12. That wow. So I learned rather quickly. Um, if I'm going to be a business owner, I'm going to have my time and I'm going to make a shit ton of money. And that was pivotal. See, all of that seems like a pain, which it was a pain, but all of that learning has helped me get where I am today. Right. Right. And so now I don't know. I, I just have clarity on what I'm doing with my brand in the last 48 hours. I've really been sitting with it and thinking about it and I am ready to build it out to a multi-million dollar brand. And I've got the strategy and the marketing and I know exactly what I need to do. And I woke up today and I'm like, yeah, it's Monday. Let's go. Like <laughs> now that I have the vision, it's on. <laughs> I love that. And I, I love, it goes back to as well, like when we feel like it was a failure or it was, it was painful in some way that it was for nothing. And that's actually never true. Like everything gives us something. It's yeah. just whether we're willing to see what the lesson was out of it or just be open to it showing up, like just being open. Yeah. And yeah. so I love that you just got so clear. You're like, this is not I want my time and I want to make money and this is what I'm doing because for anyone who's not friends on Facebook with Shannon or follows her, she lives her best life. Like that's what I get from you, that you love helping your clients. You're super passionate, really aligned with the work that you do and you enjoy life. Like you get to have it all. And so often we're taught that you don't get to have it all. And I'm going to say it. That's bullshit. I think that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think that, um, having it all is only possible if you know exactly what you want, right? Because otherwise you are so distracted and saying yes to a million things. And when you should be saying yes to like two things, which is what you want for your business and what you want for your life and just like forging the path, like just, just going for it. Um, and you know, I do live my best life and I want to be very clear that there are still days that just suck. Like I'm human, right? And for all that I talk about joy, joy is something that you choose over and over again, despite the circumstances that are happening around you or within you or whatever. And some days are great. Most days are amazing <laughs> and joyful. And then you have one that's not, but guess what? I still find the pockets and moments of joy because that's what I'm committed to. That is me living my best life and not letting others control me and my feelings and my emotions. I love that. It's, it's so powerful. And it, it comes back to, I heard someone speak or maybe it was a conversation where there was like, once you realize that the secret to success is shortening your recovery time in those bad moments, right? Everyone has them. Yeah. Everyone gets cut off on the highway. Everyone has a shitty 
you know, somebody who says something to them that really hurts them, whether it's a friend or a family member or someone online, like everyone has these things. Somebody in the grocery store pissed you off, whatever. It happens to all of us. But the question is, what's your recovery time on that? Mm-hmm. And how are you going to react to it? Right. Right. Yeah. I've had to do a lot of growing <laughs> in the last few years. And that's why I love the name of your, your show here. Um, and really about like, what is feminine leadership? Like, what is it? What does it look like? Cause it's very different than the models that we learned at, even as students, right. And from our parents and everyone had a very masculine view of leadership and you know, it can be joyful and it can flow and you can use your intuition to guide you and you can pull the plug when you decide that it's not how it's going and get a new strategy. And I think it's such an important conversation to have is like, how are we leading our teams as CEOs and entrepreneurs? How are we leading our community? How can I best show up and serve my people from the depths of my heart and my soul? Because actually I know that's where the money comes from. And I'm doing it because I need to do it and not because the money is there, right? Like this is why I'm put on this planet is to, you know what I mean? And, and that's, I know, cause I I'm with you, like growing up in this society, that's like, everything is so masculine and you have to cross your T's and die, you know, dot your eyes and all of that and finding, but how do I bring the femininity back into that? So I'm curious about you. Like, how do you feel that you bring the femininity into, I feel like the pen pal letters is, is one piece, the passion projects, like tell yeah. me, tell me more. Well, you know, I think it's an evolution because I'm still shedding a lot of masculine beliefs that don't serve me, that push energy. Um, So one of the things is I've actually been paying attention to, um, now I don't love astrology or astronomy, like it's just not my thing. However, I have been paying attention to full moon and new moon and setting intentions for full moons and new moons based on what the the moon is in. I don't even know how to talk about it. Right. Right. But it doesn't matter. Um, it's made like a great impact and like just to follow the energy of what's going on around me. And the moon is actually feminine energy. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, one of the other things that I do, so I have a team of eight in my business. Um, we meet once a month, for no other reason than to meet on zoom for 45 minutes and we do a team building activity and we're from all over the world and it is so fun. And they're always like, Oh my God, are you going to pick one for next month? Like (laughs) they're so excited about it, but they love the connection and they love the community and they love that we can get together and have fun. And on the other meetings, we need to get stuff done, but this is the meeting that we set aside to get to know one another and to get to love one another and support one another and see what's important to each other. Um, So those are really fun. We do those on a Wednesday, one Wednesday a month for 45 minutes. Um, And I would just say another way is really tapping into my intuition and knowing that I know, I do know, sometimes I'm confused like we all are. Sometimes I stall because I'm not clear, which is fine. I've learned not to push through it. When I'm clear, shit's on fire (laughs) and it's good. Right. And when I'm not clear, I've learned to just 
it's okay, you're not clear, let's go for a walk, let's whatever, sometimes it takes you know, a couple weeks, but once I have the vision and I have the plan and I haven't forced it and I haven't pushed it and I haven't tried to overthink it, it is on and there's no stopping me, right? Because that I'm really connected with purpose at, at, from that place. So those would be a few that I've learned in the past couple of years to really embrace that feminine leadership. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It's important because the intuition is like, we do all have that inner knowing that inner connection and being able to find the ways that reconnect us with that. And, and it, it's, it's game changing. It's game changing for a business, for your life. If you're not a business owner, like it's, it's, it's a complete shifter. And so I'm curious, do you have any like daily practices that you feel led to share that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> this is a great question. Um, for a long time, I was so proud that I didn't have an alarm clock because as a teacher, you couldn't be late to anything. Like, let's be real. Like people were waiting on you way before the class even started. Um, so for many years, this is my sixth year in business, I'd say for four, five, five years, I was like, I am never using an alarm clock again. And I'm not a sleeper in her, so it's fine. Um, but my spouse has recently start putting the alarm clock on at five because she has some different goals around wanting to get yoga done and spiritual reading and stuff like that. So of course, when the alarm goes off, I'm, <laughs> I'm now awake. Um, so my new routine in the last a month or so, that's been really kind of awesome is get up at five. I have a cup of hot lemon water. I sit at my altar. I light a candle. I, um, light some incense and I just kind of like really what I call it's like ease into the day. Um, which was different than what I used to do, which is jump up and come to my computer or look at my phone. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't do that shit anymore. Um, and then I journal, I pull a card. I have this Native American card deck that I love. Um, I pull a card, I journal on what, what the card means, what it, how it could apply to me today. Um, and then I either go work out or I do yoga. Um, so I've just gotten a personal trainer actually. So, um, I'm on a new regiment and, um, ready to train for another half marathon in the next oh. year or so. Um, so made fitness a priority like that. I realized in the last year more so than ever, if I don't have my health, nothing else matters. And I'm talking emotional health, right. health and physical health and spiritual health, like all of them. Um, we call this leading a wealthy lifestyle in my community. Mm -hmm. And it's not just your money. It's like, are you wealthy in all these areas? Um, so that, that's pretty much my morning. And then I come back, I have coffee with my spouse off. She goes to work. Um, and I have been painting. I can't say I love it, <laughs> but it's using the other part of my non-strategy brain, which needs to be used. And what I do like is I put on some cool music, like soft music. I just kind of have a candlelight and I just put watercolor on paper. And the reason I don't, I say I don't like it is because my brain wants to judge it. Right. right? But I'm just telling my brain, shut up. You're not judging it. Like we're, this is for fun. We're going to keep it moving. So I try and do 20 minutes in the morning of painting and then get ready, do the work day, 
By the way, I have multi six figure business. I work three and a half days a week. It is possible. <laughs> you can do this too. I promise you, if I can do this from a teacher working 80 hours a week, you can do this. I promise you. Um, we have dinner every night together. I make dinner every single night. It is a value in this, in this house. We might order out once a week, um, but we have dinner together. Then we sometimes spend some time together, different nights. We do different things because um, we each have passions that we want to work on. Um, and then um, I ha lately have been taking a lavender and Epsom salt candlelight mm. bath at night and um, just calming down, like letting go of the day, being grateful, thinking about what was great about today, what I I, I try not to do what will I change tomorrow because I'm working on radical presence um, and really just having this bath and this moment to myself. Mm. And um, then I wrap in a towel and I go to bed and I sleep really good till the next morning when the alarm goes off. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank and, you so much. Listen, if I miss something out of all of that, I am screwed for the day. Like I've tried to play with this for years. This is the one that's working right now. So this is the one that I'm keeping for now. <laughs> if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. I love that. That's so true. That's amazing. Thank you. And it, and it goes back to this, this notion before of like radical self-care is what is necessary for success, however you deem success. And I love how you in include like spirituality and mental health and emotional health and physical health and, and financial health, all of that into a wealthy lifestyle. I think it's so often in the more masculine model that those things aren't taken. It's just the financial world no. that, that people are looking at. And that's not actually... You need all of the components to really live your best life. Yeah. And then, you know, so that's a day, a week. Like if we expand the, the scope of what we see, that's a day. The week is fun Friday. I do something fun on mm -hmm. Friday. Sometimes it's take the CEO to lunch, which means I get to pick anywhere I want to go and eat anything I want. And it goes on the business card. Um, or go find a new hiking place or take a bike, whatever I deem as fun Friday, it is not in front of this computer. Um, and then if we take a look back once a month, I try something new. So mm -hmm. painting was like last month. Um, I like trying new things that makes me feel invigorated. Even if I don't love them, I won't know until I try. So I have this fun list and I pick things off the fun list to try. And then once a quarter, I go on retreat for myself. So um, I actually have a retreat coming up at the end of this week and it's in the Adirondack mountains and I'm going on to uh, Friday and I have a full spa day planned before I uh, launch into learning whatever's going to happen at the retreat. And then I come home Sunday. So I love that we can look at what's the daily, what's the weekly, what's the monthly, what's the quarter, because this is actually what I teach people. What is your ideal lifestyle through that lens? Because we don't want to just focus on that day day in and day out. That's, that's not great long-term thinking and planning. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for widening that scope because it's true. We do often get caught in the mundane of the day. Well, I need to check this off the list and this and this and this. And sometimes even if it is self-care things, just marking it off the list to say I did it 
but are you really enjoying it? Like, where's your intention behind it? Are you just doing it because because I used to do that for myself. Like, well, I need to do an hour and a half of yoga because that's what, and I knew that it made me function better, but it wasn't really coming from a place of devotion. Yeah. Right. And so just playing with the timing of it and playing with all of that. And that's the other thing. Like I used to hear people who were successful and had done the thing and hear their morning routine and be like, Oh, I need to do that. But it goes back to this whole your whole stand of joyful marketing, which is really what brings you joy. Oh, sorry. That was loud. Um, like what brings you joy and what lights you up and, and what are your goals and what are your values, which it feels like living in joy is a value for you. And you mentioned cooking and having a meal with your spouse every evening is a value in your household. So I'm just curious, like, what are other values if you feel co- share, you know, compelled yeah. to share? So one of the things that I do in a program I run called Joy Money Matrix, I would love for you to go through this program. It's a beautiful program, very feminine energy about what brings you joy and what brings you money and how can we build from that place? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the essence of the program. Um, so we look at our hierarchy of values and I'm looking over here because I have them <laughs> written down and I, I check in with them once a quarter because our values do change as our lifestyle changes. Um, so my number one value is money creating, saving and donating. Number one. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not creating money, saving, which means I need to create it or donate it, which means I need to create it. <laughs> um, I don't feel good about what I'm doing in the world. And that's probably why I say I help people make a shit ton of money because it's a high value of mine. Um, I believe that women and money change the world. They change, it changes families and it changes legacies and it changes communities. And um, I'm going to be talking more about that in the upcoming year. Um, the next one is self-care, health, wellness. That's probably not a surprise. <laughs> the third one is relationships. And the fourth one is teaching, training, and leading. So Mm -hmm. that's where I get my joy from my work, like the activities that I do. Um, And then travel. And then there's something else, but it's covered up by another piece of paper. So (laughs) I don't know right now. Um, But those, when you know your highest lifestyle values and you can make every decision through that filter, it is a game changer such a game changer. One for your joy, two for your purpose, but three, no more decision fatigue. Like seriously, someone comes to me and says, Hey, I'd like for you to do a podcast on blank. And it's not something that I'm actually passionate about. Nope. I had someone write me and say, Hey, four years ago, you wrote my copy for my website. I'd like to get it updated. I said, I'll be happy to give you a referral. I don't do that anymore. Um, and it just makes it so easy to know to say yes to the few great things and to say no to all the other things that become distractions and keep us from going where we want to be going. Right. I love that. It is. I just recently did my own values, my own core values, and it is, it's powerful. It's life-changing. I was kind of like, why didn't I do this before? Clearly the timing wasn't right and that's okay. But I was just like, it does, it takes so much, questioning. So it creates so much clarity in where am I moving next? Yeah. You know, you check in with your values with 
as many decisions as you can remember to check in with your values with. Yep. And all of a sudden it becomes second hands that you're checking in with all your decisions with your values and you're aligning whether they fit or not. And it really is game changing. Yeah. So I know that you have, I'm curious if you wanted to give people information on where to go to find the content personality wheel, or if there was something else that you wanted to share. Sure. I'd actually like to invite people to take the quiz because I think it's going to just cut down all the noise about marketing and we want it to be joyful and fun. So the quiz is on my website. It's M as in Mary Shannon Hernandez.com. But I also want to invite people um, to join me in my Facebook group. And this is a powerful group of mainly women who are showing up for each other and showing up for our lives. And that group is called Marketing for Thought Leaders. And we have all kinds of discussions in there, really rich discussions. I'm in there doing trainings and we have a monthly happy hour so we can get to know each other. And it's just a fantastic, supportive, loving, nurturing environment. I love that. Thank you. And so we'll definitely have those links down below this podcast, the video cast, all of that so that you can find Shannon online. And as with all of these episodes, thank you so much, Shannon. I so appreciate the conversation and I feel like you shared so much just going back to the beginning of like the content personality and, and, you know, how to create your goals and all of that is so powerful for anyone, whether you're a business owner or not, but especially if you're an entrepreneur, this, this is a game changer. So yeah. I just really want to send you so much gratitude, so much appreciation. Thank you so much for being on today. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to share? Um, well, I want to say thank you for having me. And I think I'll close with my most famous uh, saying of all, <laughs> besides the shit ton of money, which seems to catch on really fast. Um, money follows joy always. It does mm -hmm. not work the other way around. And if you find what brings you tons of joy and you operate from that space, you will have more wealth in all the areas of your life than, than you ever know what to do with. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. So thank you, dear listeners and viewers for being with us today. We are sending you a shit ton of money and joy and all of that and really appreciate your listening, sharing this podcast with people who you know need it and really will get the best out of it. We're, we've set the intention here for everyone to be blessed from listening to this, everyone who's touching anyone who's been listening to this, everyone who's involved here in any way, shape or form to just live their best life in any way, in every way. So yeah. this is Celeste Hartwell with Divine Feminine Leaders. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time.